Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit healthlock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's healthlock.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Friday, low T, weak stream, not a lot of energy. Oh boy, so tired. Low T, that means not talking a lot about the chan- tangerine tornado. Right. Or the I word. Right. Or the U word. Man, yeah, let's all take a breath, take a break. It'll still be here next week. Ooh. Although Congress is off for a couple of weeks. Good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ta- I tell you what, take the rest of the year off if you want. Bunch of yahoos. Huh. Sorry for the strong language, folks. So one of the things that the big story, the I story, bumped uh, bumped off of our show was the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal with their article, California's Hobo Paradise, which if you're listening somewhere other than California, be warned, be warned, this could be coming to you. Right. A lot of policies that sound good and are disasters. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow. Clips of the week. Just be- 
And the Emmy goes to... The Emmys has always been great at rewarding great people for great work. And who will be this year's Bill Cosby and Roseanne? Let's keep watching and find out. The producers have asked me to give a special shout-out to any of our previous lead actress winners who are watching tonight from prison. Hopefully those two weeks are going to fly right by. 60 Minutes. The show beat the Emmys in the ratings on Sunday. People preferred 60 Minutes because it was less political. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Another five or six hundred major violations that we might think about impeachment. And Democrats in Congress are now thinking very seriously about threatening to maybe consider almost doing something about it. And if they don't, she's gonna, she, well, she's gonna politely ask again. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. As we are here today because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton. Just because it was not forwarded to this committee does not mean that it went unanswered. It was not stonewalling. I didn't receive direction from anybody. I was just trying to work through the process and the law the way it is written. I have to comply with the way the law is, not the way some people would like it to be. Nancy Pelosi said the DNI violated the law by not turning it over to Congress. That was a test. That was a drill. Michael, what are you doing? That was a violation of the low T guidelines. All right. The so, room has been cleared. No, the room has been cleared. If we talk about either the T word or the I word, that alarm goes off. What are Amazon smart glasses? I'm looking at the tech review of what it's like to wear Amazon smart glasses. People line up to see echo frames. You know what they got to do with glasses what, in what the future? What do they do? I, I, I know this because I'm dealing with it right now. They got to have glasses that change your prescription as your eyes change. You wouldn't think that'd be, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe that'd be very, very hard. But why can't, yeah, why can't it do what that machine does that you stare into that figure, it, you know, zooms in and out and figures out what your prescription needs to right. be? Right. Why don't your glasses do that constantly? Maybe someday. That would be awesome. Throughout the day, as your eyes get tired, it changes a little right. bit. Or maybe just implant robot eyes. Mm-hmm. So apparently these uh, Amazon smart glasses, you, uh, you, you can hear there's a little speaker by your ear. Okay. And so you can say, Alexa, play some music. Obviously, you can s- listen to some music. But you could be walking around Seattle, for instance, and say, how do I get to the Space Needle? And Alexa will tell you, turn left here. It is 400 feet on your right. Mm. Or if you're further away, it would say a different distance. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, they got that worked out. Alexa, what's the weather? So it's just it's basically having... Look the, at this guy, you idiot. If you are cold right now, I would say it's cold outside. <laughs> if you are wet, well, you try to guess. <laughs> idiot. But yeah, how that's surprising to me that I'm not already doing that. Just walking around saying, what's the temperature going to be today? And it tells me in my ear. Right. You, you got to take out your smartphone and press the button and hold the home button. If you, you're an Apple person, an iPhone person, you can ask Siri. She'll tell you, but. I'm just watching TV, laying on the couch, and I just say, how many games back are the A's? And it just tells me in my ear. Apparently, you can also pair it to your phone, so you, if you get a text or a phone call, you can just use that as the, the earpiece Hang for, on a, for a phone call. Parrot, P-A-I-R-I-T, no, or P-A-R-R-O-T? Parrot? Yeah. 
You oh, P-A-I-R-I-T, okay, pair okay. it with, yes. I got oh. confused there briefly. There's no parrot involved? No, there. <laughs> no Polly's want crackers. Stand by, stand by, stand by, hang on. Hey, Siri, what's the high temperature today in Turkmenistan? The high in Ashgabat, Turkmenistan will be 87 degrees today. Mm, what balmy. A, what a time to be alive. Yeah. So I'm looking up at the Ashgabat. screen. Those are the echo frames. Got a little speaker on the side. Look like normal glasses. And these appear to be simply kind of audio interfaced as opposed to the Google glasses, which had some uh, augmented reality uh-huh. uh, overlays where you could see like your actual, you could read an email on your glasses there, screens, things like that. Somebody at some point is going to combine the two, and you're going to have oh, the, yeah. the screen experience for your eyes and then the audio, obviously. Our smartphones will eventually be glasses that we wear. Sure. Yep. Um, with, with more, too. I, I've heard talk about... Uh, so the when they get that, and then your your glasses lenses are essentially just screens that you can look stuff on, sure. the, the glasses will then have cameras in them. So you can get essentially... Pictures of your coworkers. Or, or no, uh, by not Naked. you can get zoom enhancements, right? So, like, if I'm in the upper deck of a stadium, I can just say, "Hey, enhance two times what my view oh, field is." Cool. Yeah. So the cameras then zoom in, and then you're just looking at it through the screen wow. on your glasses, right? Like, so there's a lot of other implications that moving God, your that, smartphone that, to your face, has. and that's probably right. five to ten years away. I just I hope I, live, I hope I live long enough to see all this stuff. I'm really excited. Of course, the singularity where the computers take over and start. Yeah. Like start crushing us in their giant maws. Right. Um, I don't know if I want to be around for that. There's going to be a real sweet zone when we got all the cool <laughs> stuff before we get crushed in their maw. And that's how they get you, fools. <laughs> yes, that sweet spot when I've got the cool t- tech stuff before I'm crushed in any computer's maw. Right? The robot's maw. Come try these amazing glasses. You can see the baseball from the cheap seats. Come closer to my maw. Just stick my your- giant <laughs> Stick your head in here. There's some candy for you. (laughs) And another tech thing for you. Yes. That I just came across in USA Today. And I thought this was interesting because I've had this experience. I'm a guy who drives used vehicles all the time. I'm a, uh, I'm a, well, they're used the moment you drive them off a lot, but I don't buy new. I buy used. So, uh, vehicles are lasting longer and the, the, the fleet of cars on America's roads are older than they've ever been before. The technology of the, uh, the the equipment for driving is the best it's ever been. So you can mm-hmm. you can you can drive your car for well the average now is a it's an all time high of eleven point eight years because you can buy a car American or foreign and the engine ain't gonna give out on you or the drivetrain or any of that stuff like it used to. You got to swap out parts. But... What what they haven't kept up with though, and this is what I've run into, is the interiors. They didn't change the technology on interiors much. Right. So th- this happened to me on my vehicle that I had 200,000 miles on. It kept up m- motor-wise, drivetrain-wise, but, man, the, the the seats, the the plastics, just the everything was so beat up right. after that many years. And so they're, they're realizing they've really got to come up with different kind of cloth or faux leather, different kinds of plastics that, that resist fading and, you know, getting that weird steering wheel if you drive older vehicles like me where it kind of rubs off and it's right. got a janky, low-rent, smooth spot on it. <laughs> got to go with space-age polymers, in my opinion. <laughs> that would really make the difference. Right. But, right. yeah, that's something. That, that, that That's interesting. Yeah, so catch up on the interiors there, car makers. And then what they say for the electronics, speaking to what we were just talking about, all that stuff improves so much so fast. Mm. they got to have some sort of, like, thing you can... Unplug your whole modular. thing from the yeah, exactly. Unplug Make it the modular. whole thing from the dash and get the new one in there. Yeah, I got all sorts of cords and connections and stuff for my old car. I'm about to put a few thousand dollars 
because it's completely necessary into a car with one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, is everything dollars in your world? I, I'm, I'm driving a Rolls Royce. I'm fifty dollars years Maybe. old. <laughs> That's right. I weigh one hundred ninety-three dollars. I'm about six dollars high. Right. Uh, no, I'm putting uh, several thousand dollars into a car with one hundred sixty-five thousand miles on it, yeah. which you never, ever, ever would have done no. back in the day. I did that I mean, with that would my just truck. Be idiotic. I did that with my truck with two hundred thousand miles on it, and got another forty thousand miles out of it. I really tried to rationalize uh, buying a Tesla because I really, I really want one, but uh, too practical. That does seem like a good future. Some sort of modular computer, stereo, everything, all the stuff that is in a car now. Yeah. Just like you pull it out and put another one in there. Yeah. Of course, you know, uh, living in the great state of Cal Unicornia, uh, other people will smash my windows and take it out instantaneously if they can. Although you, there's no reason you can't have locks or a certified mechanic is able to get it out easily. Although and, I've been, but not a junkie. I've been driving some of our old vehicles around our farm, and the kids really enjoy it. We've got an 83 and an 86 truck, an 83 Ford and 86 Chevy. And they're just, they're obviously as low tech as you can get just all the way around. And just, there's something. And it might just be nostalgia because that's what I grew up with. I have to recognize that. Mm-hmm. But there's just something, the simplicity of it, just the, the lack of everything, uh, did I find relaxing in some way. I guess it's like unplugging when you get away from all your electronics and stuff like that. Get to a book instead of your sound system and your TV and your smartphone. Sure. Just sitting with a book. There's something relaxing about that. Um, duh. so I wanted to get to this thing in the Wall Street Journal. I'll have to do that coming up called, uh, the California's Hobo Paradise. The biggest number that came out of this article, it's all pretty interesting, is that one out of two homeless people in America are now in California. Yeah. Congratulations, California. Climate. I'm sure all the other states say, good. You just keep that going. Wait till you get it like nine out of ten. That'd be you perfect. You want the rest of them? That'd be perfect for us. How do you possibly have one state that's got half of the entire country's homeless population? Because it's Cal Unicornia, man. It's the weather. No, it's not. It's where realism goes to die. It's the price of apartments. No, it's not. we got more on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Authorities at a jail in Ohio recently busted an inmate catching a cell phone that was dropped from a drone being flown over the facility. But it was a Samsung Galaxy, so he threw it back. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I like it. It It's anti-Korean bias. (laughs) I like it. You would. You're an Apple fanboy. Yes, I am. Fanboy. Is that an insult? Or? Yes. <laughs> okay. You can tell because of my tone of voice. And if you get updated on what's insults and what's not. I tell you what, I'm ready to smash my PC with a hammer and get another MacBook. But anyway, back to you. It's a The low... problem is I can never use it. It is a downside. If I have 10 minutes to wait before it's usable... Uh, and you tech guys, feel free. Say, dude, you got too many things running in the background. Here's how you deal with it. Feel free and email because I, I, I know I have to do it. But it's just all I'm telling you is that never happens with my MacBook. Right. Yeah, that's something. 
you pay a lot more. It's not like they're oh, kind yeah. of similar prices. No, it's completely different. I world. know. I was thinking of smashing somebody's car window and grabbing it because that's okay now in Corruptifornia where I live. Excellent transition. Thank you. So was that the point of that? Mm, kind of. Mm. Transition from one story to another seamlessly. I'm such a natural, they just flow out of me. Without the jarring transition that would make somebody's mind break and blood leak out their ears. <laughs> right. That's why you need transitions. Right. Um, California's hobo paradise, homelessness explodes, but the state's liberals are in denial. This is from the Wall Street Journal's editorial board. So they all got together and agreed. California's poverty rate is near a record low. Oh, then you would assume homelessness must be better. Yet its unsheltered population has jumped more than 20% in three years, compared to 5% for the other 49 states. Whoops. So 5% increase for 49 states, a 20% increase for one golden urine and dung-colored state. Yeah, no kidding. Suppose you mix yellow and brown together, it's kind of golden. By the way... By the way, this is from the Department of Housing and Urban Development. That may be the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> is. And that it's, is saying something. That is the worst thing you've ever said. I think it is. I think long-time listeners will agree. For it to be the worst thing I've ever said is extraordinary. <laughs> uh, with only 12% of the country's population, California now accounts for, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please, half of those living on the streets in the entire country live in one state, California. Yeah. Way to go, C.A. Democrats can't blame this on climate. San Francisco has the same climate as Orlando in the wintertime, but its homelessness rate is 30 times higher. So roughly double. While San Francisco and Skid Row in Los Angeles have long attracted vagrants, homelessness has spread to the suburbs now. Rodents, infectious disease, drugs, theft, and assault have followed. Of course they have. Well, that shouldn't be, though, because I thought homeless people were people just squeezed out by a bad economy and a... And, uh, you know, their kid got sick, and they didn't have health insurance, and that's how they ended up breaking into my house and becoming heroin addicts. Democrats blame rising rents for driving people into the streets, but as a new White House Council on Economic Advisors White House paper on homelessness notes, housing costs are swelled by restrictive building codes, zoning, environmental mandates, rent control, cumbersome permitting and labor regulations, in other words, liberal policies in California. The... Expensive housing is not nothing. It's part of it, but it's not the part of it you need to address first. And to the extent that it is the part of it, as they point out, the reason the costs are high is because the building codes, the zoning, the environmental mandates, all this other crap that you don't need to have in other states, that's why the rent's so damn high. The rent is too damn high. And the more rich and liberal a place is, the more restrictive those policies are, and the more impossible it is to build housing. And notably, California's homeless rate began climbing in 2015 after voters approved Prop 47, effectively decriminalizing drug possession and theft. Correct. We, Cal, Cal Unicornia has made it so easy and comfortable to be a junkie like Seattle, the junkie population's exploded. Wall Street Journal goes on, many low-level criminals and addicts have been released onto the streets. Voters approved a 1% income surtax on millionaires in 2004 for mental health, but Sacramento squandered the money as usual, rather than it going for mental health. Well, knock me down with a hypodermic needle. They did? None of these is, this stuff is surprising to people that live in California, but it's interesting that it gets national attention in the Wall Street Journal's editorial board. And, mm-hmm. and the rest of the country should, uh, you know, you should look at that and say, yeah, it's policies 
that caused the homelessness problem. California's a great example of what I'm always saying. If you have order without compassion, you have fascism. It's brutality. It's terrible. But if you have compassion without order, you have chaos. You have rats and disease and poo and needles and bums scaring your kids out of the park if your kids ever go to the park anymore. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Pelosi doubling down against President Trump and an Elon Musk Hyperloop update zipping into the future. Wait a minute. I'm riding the bullet train. You ride the Hyperloop. (laughs) All right, so it's a low-T Friday. We've done a pretty good job of staying away from Trump and Ukraine and impeachment. During uh, the bulk of the show, but we're letting Marshall talk about it. The alarm. I'm, I'm with the Geraldo Rivera. Now that it's the news and we can talk about this, can we play the Geraldo clip? Oh man, do I love that! Geraldo's speaking out, and he's out. a bit of a lefty. He's a moderate lefty, yeah. but he's a lefty. The President of the United States, in a conversation that was intercepted by a rotten snitch, I'd love to whap him, uh, but there that's another go. story. Oh no, I like the next part too. Do we not have the next part? Once again, I go home disappointed. (laughs) Rotten snitch, I'd love to whap him. Rotten snitch, I'd love to whap him. Okay, we need more of that. Or less, I don't know. With your mustache? You'd whap him with your mustache? (laughs) Snitch whapping? (laughs) News now with Marsha Phillips. On the other side, she's really doubling down. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says opening an impeachment inquiry against President Trump is about national security for our country. This is as serious as it gets when it comes to protecting the Constitution of the United States. The oath of office that we take, I think the president violated that oath. I don't think he did. Speaking this morning on MSNBC, the California Democrat saying, The president of the United States used taxpayer dollars to shake down the leader of another country for his own political gain. There you have it. What's your current guess? On what? 72. What are we guessing? Yeah, um, whether they... How far does this go? <sighs> That's hard to say. Just I have because... my guess, but I'll, I'll save it. So the way the process works is, you know, you hold your hearings and interview your witnesses. Then if you decide to go forward, the House Judiciary Committee draws up the articles right. of impeachment. And then the whole House votes on them. Um, they're going to keep their eye on the polls at all times. Um, I don't know. I think uh, it goes fully forward through the House... I think it's the Clinton thing over again. And then they try Trump in the Senate. And he's uh, acquitted. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Right. I think we're going to do it right in the midst of a presidential election. It'll be like April when we're doing this. And I mean, all of the Republicans say, look, I don't particularly like the way he does what he did, but we're having a vote in a couple of months. It's practically convention time, and we're going to be... Uh, right. Senate's going to be voting on whether or not to boot him out. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, at least uh, 224 House Democrats now expressing support for some type of action regarding impeachment. That, that means nothing. That's almost the entire Democratic caucus. But as you say, I'm in favor of some sort of action. But as you were also saying, once the House votes on it, they have to send it to the Senate. And it's got to be a two-thirds vote to actually convict the president. And vote his ass out. Something extraordinary would have to happen. Yep. And then I believe I read in the Constitution, you can't get elected. You can't turn around and run again and get elected. I'm pretty a, sure that's what I read. You have a concern that would happen? Or? That'd be pretty exciting. Though. I wouldn't call it a concern. <laughs> <laughs> i call it the delightful thought. 
Iran's president is claiming the U.S. is offering to remove all sanctions placed against his country in exchange for talks. Hassan Rouhani said Tehran has not agreed to those talks yet because of the current toxic atmosphere. He said, though, he's agreed to meet with U.S. officials because of pleas from Germany, Britain, and France. He said Iran's ready for talks, but not in an atmosphere of sanctions and pressure. It sounds like he's putting out two different messages at once here. But uh, Yeah, it seems to me people are, are making more and more statements of why we won't talk, which is usually a prelude to talk. Yeah, yeah. so something's going on in the back, uh, back seats. Yeah, let's hope. More ugliness and violence serves no one. Protesters are out blocking traffic around the world. Traffic in Washington, D.C. as well for another global climate strike today. What are they saying? Ain't, Ain't no, no power, power like, like the power of the people because the power of the people don't stop. Yeah. Ah. It's a pretty good chant. Pretty yeah. good. As yeah. chants go, it's yeah. strong. Pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Get back in school. Millions marched in last week's global strike seeking action on climate change. Action. Again, that word, Marshall. Action. What action? To what effect? At what expense? Do not mistake activity for action. (laughs) Mm, Not all motion is action. In connection with today's strike, a group of 16 children from five continents, including the Swedish activist Greta Thunberg, have filed a legal complaint against five countries. To change laws. You've stolen my childhood? Yes. Her... You've stolen my childhood, I dare you! A Hyperloop demonstration showcasing the future of travel is underway in New York City. Ooh, Go some, get him, Elon! Some people are about to get squished. No, they're not, you no, Luddite. It's going to be more spaghettification than squished. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> Virgin, Virgin Hyperloop 1 is demonstrating an XP1 pod that can hit 240 miles an hour during testing. Yes! Say goodbye to your bones! Shut up! <laughs> Listen to him! Lizzie, you'd be still riding a mule if you had your way. (laughs) The company hopes its pod will eventually lead to a commercial system for getting around all the major cities. I wish I could ride a horse to work. You could. could. A long ride. It's a waste. Better be a big, tough horse. Yeah. Bumpers. And a big news today. Sorry, sir. Does your horse have bumpers? For his protection and mine. (laughs) And the big news today in the world of both music and sport. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira will be performing the 2020 Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. That's a lot of middle-aged booty getting shaken in my face. Nobody cares about the Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) It's week four. (laughs) And and do you want to see J-Lo and Shakira perform? Go ahead. Fine. It's called the internet. It's also on a screen that you can watch, like your TV, next February. Both. Fine. Nobody cares. Shakira doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Both fine artists have confirmed they will be there and Fantastic. they will be ready to perform. That's how much bigger the NFL is than baseball. Baseball's about to start playoffs, and you get more attention for who the halftime show is going to be in six months. Than you do for baseball. Well, yeah, from from media who, no offense, Marshall, haven't caught on to the fact that nobody cares. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, that conscience of the nation. While we're still in the zone where I can pull it off, where we all are talking about Trump and I'm impeachment. I'm sorry, before we get back to that, 
We were informed that the reason we're supposed to care is this is the first time there have ever been yes. two Latinas yes. oh, good performing God. during the Super fantastic. Bowl. Fantastic. Yes. That's fantastic. There's like 90% black guys and Hispanic guys on the field. So, with all due respect to the ladies, I'm, anyway, why would I even mount an argument? Beto O'Rourke has called for Trump to resign. Oh, no! What? Oh, no! no. We're in the safe room. We're in the safe room. Yeah, we're in the safe room, Michael. Because we concluded the news already. Yeah, you know, technically, I think you're right. Yep. You know, you're right. I really wanted to squeeze this in because a poll came out. The country split evenly on impeachment. Correct. Somebody else pointed out, though, and this is true: thirty percent of people polled think impeachment means removal. So that actually makes the numbers more powerful. If it's now the same percentage that say, yes, I think he should be impeached, a lot of those people aren't saying thoroughly investigated and tried. They think booted it out. means course, booted that out. sounds yeah. about exactly like the number of people that would want him booted out before an election, about 30%, which is not surprising to me. What's, what's the number now in the new poll? Is it 43 and yeah, 43? 43, 43. And uh, mm. what was it, 12, 13%? No, but since day like one, right. I would have guessed about 30% of people would oh, have yeah. said, Boot him out before the next election. Yeah. Whatever. There you go. I shouldn't have said anything. The alarm was right. <laughs> the hyper squish. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. So their bodies are going to get transported in uh, Elon Musk's new thing. Yeah. But is your brain going to still work the same way and everything? Is it going to slam up against your forehead? No, I think Elon <laughs> Musk has thought of that. Uh, or perhaps right now he's penning a, a thank you note for, you know, it hadn't occurred to me that if I just slam this thing into a wall to stop it, people will get hurt. <laughs> thank you so much. Please come work with us at SpaceX. <laughs> because of your insight. Right. Obviously, your knowledge of physics is so amazing. We need your help. We were thinking of shooting off our rockets sideways into buildings. What do you, what do you think of that? I think, for instance? I think it's my attention to detail. They overlook some of the detail. Like, what about the people's bones? We were thinking what about of, their bones? We were thinking of removing the heater from Tesla's and just having an open fire in the back seat. Any thoughts, Jack? <laughs> Signed, Elon. <laughs> He's actually the sort of guy who would say that very thing. It's pretty funny. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Juice, juice is temporary. You know, anyone can obtain the juice or something. I mean, you could say that just because you got a nice car, I'm like, oh man, you got the juice. You know, it, it, it's it's something that kind of, kind of comes and goes. Sauce, the sauce is forever. You buy you a simply lemonade. How long is that gonna last in your fridge? couple days, maybe. That's the juice. How long does barbecue sauce last in your fridge? A while. That's the sauce, man. Sticks around. Sticks. Hard to move. Telling you. Telling you. Is was that written by Kevin Smith of Clark's fame? That's a a, a Best Buy employee, right? Yeah. Explain the difference between having the juice and having the sauce. That is, he ought to explain everything. <laughs> I hope that guy gets a YouTube show or something. That guy's fantastic. I swear that's from some hipster. Uh... It's thick. It's hard to move. 
do you have the right to be forgotten has finally burbled up as a topic in Washington, D.C., something they did in Europe years ago. Editorial board in the Washington Post actually wrote an article on why we don't want to go down that road, which I didn't quite uh, understand. But it, it relates to your, um, well, well, lots of different things, actually. But uh, in particular, your web history. In Europe, you have the right to be forgotten. Oh, You okay. get to opt, if you want to, to not have all the crap you've ever done online exist forever. And uh, How does that work? I mean, just logistically. Well, part of it includes they don't get to take like all your data. Like with a cloth? <laughs> part of it is uh, they don't get to take all your information and sell it as if it belongs to them. It belongs to you. Okay. And then the other part of it, I guess, is you can delete all your stuff and they have to allow you to delete it in a way that you can't really in the United States. Right. The reason the Washington Post claims it's a bad idea, and they used some examples where how often would this happen? where various people were able to hide things that were uh, criminal from employers or relationships by getting rid of information that existed in the past. I don't know. I don't know how often that's a problem. It seemed to me you could, I don't know, maybe carve that stuff out, but that you're blowing my mind. Isn't I'm not a, sure I can even comprehend the, the concept of it. But isn't there a different way to go about you don't get to sell my data without going through the whole right-to-be-forgotten law? Yeah, I mean, if somebody does a screen capture on what you've deleted, you haven't deleted it. So that's why I'm confused in, in, in and then the they, real world. And then they posted, and then how are you going to track that down? Can we all agree, though, that if when they're 16 years old, somebody drops an N-bomb, or somebody says, I hate white people, or somebody makes a joke about uh, you know handicapped people or, or whatever, somebody says something abominable, or was a Nazi at age 16, or a member of Antifa or whatever, trying to be even-handed here, um, can we all agree that you don't go crazy like that kid who just wanted beer money and then got Ken boned and, and the rest of it, which we've talked about a couple of times? Uh, if you missed that, it's the uh, Hour 3 podcast today. Well, how about if... Is that it, right? Hour 3, yeah. How about if it would have more or less been socially acceptable at the time? What if you said, oh, that's gay or you know, made a variety of gay jokes that yeah. most of you could say out loud... Doesn't mean it was a good idea, right? Or that you you think it was a good idea now, or anything like that. But at the time, you could have said that. If it and was a okay. misdemeanor then, you having said it then is still a misdemeanor. Is that the best way to explain it? You don't get to make it a retroactive uh, f- felony. Well, that's a there shall ex- be no post fa- yeah. ex post facto laws. Well, there there certainly is for social media. Stuff. Well, you people are crazy. You're nasty Puritans, and I dislike you. And I just think those of you who have any guts, balls, ovaries, etc. Whenever you see that, you got to stand up, be among the brave, and say, "Wait a minute, no, that's not fair. I'm not in favor of jokes about whatever handicapped children. Certainly, that was a misdemeanor then." It's a misdemeanor now. Mr. Jones, would you like to make a joke about a handicapped person? No, because I've realized it's really insensitive and no. All right, we're done here. Well, I think we're about to find out, to a certain extent, where we are with Eddie Murphy coming back to do stand-up because he apologized for his Raw special he did back in the 80s. God, was that in the 80s? I think it was. And, uh, and it was, you know, it was the sort of thing that's not at all acceptable now. With gay shaming or making gay being gay sound like it's not cool or it's something that should be laughed at mm-hmm. and uh, not at all acceptable now was was okay for the majority of the population then. We'll it see. was one of the biggest hits of the time. 
of all time. Yeah. And we'll see if how much heat he gets for that. Yeah. Does Raw, can you get, you probably can't watch it anywhere. I'm sure it's on YouTube uh, somewhere. Delirious was. Is, or Delirious, okay. Uh, uh, d- those are the two stand-up specials. Delirious is the one that most commonly gets referred to oh. as the as all the, the gay jokes okay. and stuff. Is that, that one where he's wearing the all black outfit uh, as so opposed to the all red Delirious outfit? Delirious is in the red, Raw is the purple okay. and black one. Okay. Um, but both he of those, liked to wear a leather, that guy, back <laughs> I, when he was young. Both of those were on Netflix as recently as last month. Oh, really? I, yeah, I don't know if they still <laughs> are or not. But All right. Must be fine, then. Who decides what things aren't fine? So then how did the Chappelle get so much? I guess that was just the critics, because it, it the critics just, didn't like it. It was, yeah, the critics and the, the jarring difference between the critical score and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. But again, like the, Netflix has all his stuff up there still. Like it's there, There's complaining culture and cancel culture, and I think they run parallel often, but I also think those lines get blurred a lot. Humana, 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 humana. You're allowed to not like something oh, and say so. I would hope so. Yes, right. On the um, other hand, demanding that it be unemployed <laughs> is a different thing. Demanding other people also don't get to make up their own decision about it right. is, is yeah. problematic. Well, there you get into the uh, the intentionally uh, slippery slope slash blurry line between speech and violence that the progressive Puritans want to erase completely. You have stolen my dreams, my childhood, with your final thoughts. How dare you? I like it. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought in spite of the uh, the youngster's uh, objections there from everybody on the squad. It's our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marshall? I, I got to tell you, I didn't want to bring this up at the top of the show today because it's Friday and I wanted to keep things very, very light. But I do have a cautionary tale. I did not win on Scratchers what? this time <laughs> Did around. you let him marinate? Your cautionary tales that sometimes when you gamble, you lose? What what kind of quarter did you use? Indeed. I used the old-timey quarter. I let it marinate. But it still didn't work. Not It's really hard to figure out. Crazy. I'm at sixes and sevens. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Uh, Listeners, I need your help. Would pay toilets be in bad taste at a wedding? Just let me know (laughs) at armstrongandgetty.com. Positive, Sean. Your final thought is headed off for a wonderful weekend of family as uh, celebrating my grandma's 90 and a lot birthday. Uh, yeah, get to see family that I don't get to see nearly often enough, and I'm going to enjoy every moment. That's fabulous. Good for you. Jack, final thought? We did a low-T Friday. We didn't talk a lot about Trump and impeachment, but obviously it's going to be in the news, geez, for months to come. And we've got one of the most difficult decisions of our radio careers to try to figure out how to handle it. I mean, it's going to be Purely by instinct. Yes. Because the media is going to lead you to believe that the whole country's following every moment of it, and they aren't. I'm a man who operates on instinct. For instance, I'm hungry like the wolf currently. Now, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. Oh, by the way, here's something to look forward to, Jack. Clinton was what, 90? When was that impeachment? 98? 98. Um, we still have people angry, uh, angrily lecturing us on the things we say about the Clinton impeachment. Mm. It's like the OJ thing. People are still fired up about that. So that's something to look forward to in 21 years. People still angry about the Trump thing. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. I guess my final thought is God help us. Uh, so many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Drop us an email. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you on Monday. Who knows what's going to be in the news on Monday? I got a pretty good idea. Well, I yeah, the topic, the details, I don't know. See you then. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, 
Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, Owen from Mac Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this little cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.